Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Elhamdülillah. Ve salatu ve selam ala Resulillah. Ve ala alihi ve sahbihi. Ve men ve ala. Nuhayna ta'alim ve ta'lim. Ve tezakir ve tezkir. Ve nefer ve intifa'a. Ve ifade ve istifade ve tat'a. Ve hath ala temesseki bi kitabillah. Ve sunnatu Resulihi sallallahu alayhi ve sellem. Ve dua ila al-huda. Ve dalala ila al-khayr. Ibtihaa avuçi illahi ta'ala. Ve mardati ve kurbi ve thubabihi. Subhanahu wa ta'ala. Shahar Mubarak to all of you. MashaAllah, Tabarakallah, this blessed month has now entered. And we say with hearts loving the month of Ramadan, Marhaban. Ya Shahra Ramadan, Marhaban. Shahra Al-Ibadah, Marhaban. Ya Shahra Ramadan, Marhaban. Shahra Al-Sa'adah. We say welcome, O month of Ramadan. Welcome, O month of worship. Welcome, O month of Ramadan. Welcome, O month of felicity. This is a month in which that you and I can attain unimaginable good. And one of the great ways that we can do that is to not only perfect our fasting and move up in its degrees, but to also work on our relationship with the Qur'an. And this is insha'Allah ta'ala what we will try to do from the lens of this great book of Hujjat al-Islam Imam Ghazali, the Kitab Adab Tilawat al-Qur'an, the book on the proprieties or the etiquettes of Quranic recitation, one of the 40 books of the Ihya al-Madin. And inshallah ta'ala, we hope that this will be a means for both you and I to have a renewed relationship with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's book. And inshallah, what we'll be doing is after today, which we'll be focusing on the introduction, we will then be looking at the various etiquettes of Quranic recitation so that we can improve our relationship with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's book. So let's get right down into the material. Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim. Alhamdulillahi li imtanna ala ibadihi li nabihin mursal sallallahu alayhi wa sallam wa kitabihin munzal alayhi. Praise be to Allah who has bestowed favor upon mankind by sending his prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and revealing his book i.e. the Qur'an. And so this is one of the greatest blessings of all for us to be believers. This is the greatest blessing of all for us to be believers and to have uh, the Qur'an been sent to us through our Prophet Muhammad This is surely from the divine favor. And then in description of this great book, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, uh, Imam Ghazali says, to which falsehood cannot approach from before it or from behind it, in which is a revelation from the all-wise, the praiseworthy. In consequence of this, the path of consideration from stories and reports of past events described in it has become broad, for men of reflection. So this is the first thing that Imam Ghazali points us to. All of the opportunities in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's book to take i'tibar, to learn lessons from the people of the past. And so it's important to note here when we speak about Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's book, the Quran has history in it, but it is not a book of history. And this is an important distinction that we make. There is sacred history in the Qur'an. 
And if you really think about all human events, everything that's ever happened from, since the first man until now, such that it could be considered to be history, how many things is that? That's how many things are there that could be considered to be history? An, an, an unimaginable amount. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentioned what was most important for us in His book. So that we can learn about the archetypes of the people who came before us. So that we can follow them. If they are good and we can avoid them if they are bad. But this is what i'tibar means. It means to take lessons. And it comes from the root abar ya'buru which is to cross. So you cross from the outward dimension of that particular event or what is happening down to the lesson that you learn from it. And so this is really what we want. We want to think very carefully about our situation. Think very carefully about those who came before us. Try to learn what those archetypes are and then strive to look around us and see how those archetypes manifest. This is of the utmost importance because if we do not learn lessons from the people of the past, we will become lessons for the people of the future. And this applies in general, but it also applies to our own selves. If we don't learn lessons from things that we've done and they've gone sour or there's been repercussions because of what we've done, then it will continue to happen and we will simply be a lesson for other people. So we have to learn from people of the past just as we have to learn from mistakes that you and I have made. And then you have this word iftikar that he used, which is points to reflection and really pondering deeply Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's book. This is the month to do this. And one of the things that I would recommend everybody does, even if you can read Arabic, even if you understand much of what you read in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's book. I would highly recommend that an English-speaking person read a translation of the meanings of the Qur'an. And if you're going to read one, I would say read Professor Abdul Halim's translation of the meanings or the clear Qur'an by Dr. Mustafa Al-Khattab. May Allah ta'ala preserve both of them. These really bring forth, kind of like a tafsir does, some of the meanings of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's book. A translation is really almost like a tafsir. It's a translation of the meanings because it is only the original Arabic expression that has to be, that can, that, that can really give uh, so many meanings. When you translate it into a language, you are of course translated in a very specific way. So I do recommend this though because sometimes in addition, sometimes we don't reflect the way that we should upon Allah Ta'ala's book in by reading in addition to the Arabic in English that you can understand the translation of the meanings it helps you reflect upon Allah Ta'ala's book or then you could go back and just focus on the Arabic but this is the month for reflection this is the month where you and I can ponder deeply the meanings of Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala's book so after mentioning the Quran and the blessing that came that to the believers that Allah subhanahu wa then that Imam Ghazali then says what tataha bihi suluk al-manhaj al-gawim wa sirat al-mustaqim bima fassala fihi min al-ahkam wa farraka bayn al-halal wa haram then he says 
and the traversing of the straight path by following the rules of conduct he has expounded in it and by observing the distinction he has made between the lawful and the unlawful has become clear to mankind. So that through the Quran is that anyone who is traveling a straight path, a path of drawing near to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, they will find everything that they need in Allah's book. Is that there is detailed guidance about what to do. And if we are sincere with our Lord, this will be something that we allow to come to the surface of our heart because it exists within us naturally. The want and desire to be in conformity with the way that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has created creation. All human beings want to be aligned at the depth of their being. But this is exactly what guidance does. It enables us to do so. And I'm reminded when I speak like that of early on before this Abdul Fagir entered into this deen and believing in God, but not having guidance, not knowing what to do. And I noticed what happens happened if you didn't have clear guidance. You get dragged into a whole bunch of different things. You end up doing things that will then derail you and be very detrimental to your spiritual state. And when I was searching and really wanting some form of guidance, when I came across Islam and I learned that what some of what Islam taught and the way that it regulates every aspect of your life, I welcomed that wholeheartedly. And what a blessing to have guidance on all matters where we have guidance that gives details into our gives details for us for everything that it is that we can possibly do. And this is really what we must all think about when we think about the idea of the Surat al Mustaqim, the straight path. Is that ultimately every decision that we make, everything that it is that we do, will be various degrees in closeness or distance from the middle, which is that straight path right where we want to be. And we have comprehensive guidance such that there's nothing that we could do, there's nothing that we can even think about, except that ultimately there is a way that we can do it in a way that is most pleasing to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And one of the specific ways that this manifests is in relation to the ahkam, the legal rulings of the sacred law, which we all need. This is an essential part of guidance. And then closely related to that, the halal and the haram, what Allah has permitted and what are the various things that we have to avoid. So the Quran, فَهُوَ أَضْضِيَاءُ nur, is an illumination and a light. وَبِهِ النَّجَاتُ مِنْ الْغُرُورِ By it is obtained deliverance from error and deception. وَفِي شِفَاءٌ لِمَا فِي الصُّدُورِ and in it lies the healing of the diseases, diseases that exist in the heart. So, all of this is found in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's book. And it is guidance. It is a light for us. So that you and I can know the way that we need to go. And it will, it's najat min nur It will save us from deception. And this is one of the amazing things that when you and I read Allah Ta'ala's book, it will completely 
remove our delusion if we listen and we pay attention and we reflect deeply on what it is that we're reciting. It will remove all of these clouds that are covering our thoughts. And one of the things that it's highly recommended before that you have to make a major decision, something important that you need to decide on, it's highly advisable that you read Allah Subhanahu's book. If you can do an entire khatam from beginning to end, a complete reading, that's great. If not, read a portion of the Quran. Because sometimes our decisions are influenced by our hawa, by our desires. And when you read Allah subhanahu wa book, it gives us the perspective that we need to put everything in its proper place. And if indeed what was motivating us was some type of desire that was blameworthy, by reading Allah subhanahu wa book, the door will open up for us to have clarity. And then hopefully we'll be given tawfiq from Allah, enabling grace to do what is right. And it's also a shifa, it's a shifa lima fi sudur for that which is in our hearts. The Quran is there to heal us. وَنُنَزِّلُ مِنُ الْقُرْآنِ مَا هُوَ شِفَاءٌ وَرَحْمَةٌ لِلْمُؤْمِنِينَ We reveal this Quran with that which is a shifa, a healing and a mercy for the believers. And the more we embrace the meanings of this book, the more that we will become healthy and whole internally. مَنْ خَالَفَهُ مِنَ الْجَبَابِرَةِ Whoever goes against it and contradicts it from powerful men, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will break their backs. That the jababira are tyrants who are completely wreaking havoc in the earth. And this is really important because there are definitely verses that are considered to be majestic in Allah Ta'ala's book. And we live in a, in a world where there is so much injustice. And when you read what Allah Subh'anaHu Wa Ta'ala says is going to happen to people who spread corruption and evil in the earth, you realize there's a Lord who's in control of everything. We have a Lord who's in control of everything. And even though we are drawn into believing that somehow that everything is going to play out ultimately in this world, we know through belief this is the nature of the dunya. It's always going to be like this. But there are consequences for our actions. Yom al-Qiyamah. So it gives us a perspective that you and I need to have about what is happening in the world. It gives us a perspective on how to understand injustice and how to understand tyranny and people who do terrible things and the consequences of their actions so that you and I can put everything in its proper place and making sure that if something's wrong that we hate that wrong and at the same time that we do what it is that we're supposed to do outwardly in relation to that wrong and helping if there's some way that we can do that. If anyone seeks knowledge from other than the Qur'an, Allah will lead them astray. And what is meant by that is, the Qur'an gives us the found, the Qur'an gives us knowledge whereby which 
all other knowledge that we can acquire has to be understood through the knowledge that we get through the Quran. And the Quran that opens up our minds so that we can have true knowledge. And then as we, and this doesn't mean that we don't acquire other types of knowledge, but it gives us the perspective that we need to incorporate other types of knowledge into a worldview of Tawheed. And if people have knowledge that is not informed that or in contradiction to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's book, this is where we know is that they will start to fall into error. That it is the firmly held rope of Allah. It is the strong rope of Allah. And and it is his apparent or clear light. It is the firmest handhold. And the most dependable support. And it encompasses that things, that all different things are encompassed a little in a lot as was sagheer wal kabir small and great la tanqadi ajaibu is that its wonders will never end wala tatanaha gharaibuhu and its amazing aspects will never finish wala yuhitu bi fawaid and ahl al fahm tahdid and the benefits that it yet it gives can never be limited. So what are we learning is that every time that we come to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's book, it gives. There's more that we learn. There's more benefit that we derive. And then that, no matter how many times that we recite it, we never have what's called melan boredom. The Quran continues to give. And there's a hadith that says, that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala la yamal tamallu. And the way we translate that is, as long as we don't become bored in worship, Allah will continue to give us reward for it. And this is the nature of, of humankind. We become bored fairly easy. And so from the blessing of Allah, we have a lot of different types of worship so that we don't get afflicted with boredom. And we should strive though to purify our hearts so that the heart becomes pure. So that, that never even crosses the mind. That never even comes to the heart, i.e. that we get bored. And even saying that, Billah, with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's book, uh, is extremely bad adab and bad manners. And as Uthman bin Affan, the great caliph, said, that were our hearts to become pure, we would never become satiated from the recitation of the Qur'an. We would always want to have more, do more and do more. And then we heard the, uh, we heard the verse in the previous session with Ustaz Amjad. Everyone who believes in Allah's book has been given tawfiq. 
enabling grace for Allah. Whoever speaks with its verses has told the truth. And whoever clings to it will be guided. And whoever acts upon it will surely be successful. Indeed, we have sent down the reminder. And indeed, that we have taken it upon ourselves to preserve it. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has preserved his book. He has preserved the He has preserved that every single letter of his book, subhanahu wa ta'ala, he's preserved the meanings of his book, he's preserved the recitation of his book. And this will remain preserved until Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wants to lift it here, the book of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala from earth. It's been protected by Allah from any type of distortion. And alhamdulillah, anyone that has been in scholarly circles and visited the Muslim world and met people that have memorized Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's book and are masters of the science of Quranic recitation tajweed and have sat with scholars who know tafsir and explanation of the meanings and can explain ilum al-Quran and the various sciences associated with the Quran will come to know with certainty that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's book is preserved. As he said, Tabarak wa ta'ala, وَمَنْ أَسْبَابِ هِفْتِهِ فِي الْقُلُوبِ الْمُصَافِ إِسْتِدَامْتُ تِلَاوَتِهِ So then he's going to now shift towards what it is that he's really going to be speaking about. And so he said, from the means of the preservation of Allah Tabarak wa ta'ala's book, in the hearts and in the musahif, that is, copies of the Qur'an, is continual recitation of it. This is one of the ways that the Book of Allah Ta'ala is preserved. And I highly, highly recommend if you look at trends that talk about percentages of other faith-based communities in relation to certain types of worship. The closer and closer that we get to the end of time, these percentages drop in relation to these different forms of worship. And so one of the statistics that is dropping is people's reading of scripture. And there's a lot of Muslims who might even be practicing Muslims who pray five daily prayers a day, but they don't read the Quran regularly. The Quran should be recited every single day by ourselves, in our homes, in our apartments, in our places of worship, and in other places. And we should also strive to learn the meanings of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's book. If we're struggling with recitation, we should learn how to recite Allah's book just as we should learn the meanings of his book subhanahu wa ta'ala so that we can bring this to life and this is one of the great ways for the Quran to be preserved. And also continuously studying it while upholding its conditions and etiquettes and making sure to do what it is that we should be doing outwardly and inwardly. And this is what he's going to speak about in this blessed book. The first chapter speaks about the fadl of the Qur'an, the, the merit of the Qur'an and its people. And since Ustad Amjad is going to be speaking about that in his uh, lessons, we're going to skip over that and move to the adab al-tilawah al-zahir, the various etiquettes of Qur'anic recitation outwardly. And then inshallah ta'ala we will get to the detailed inward etiquettes of recitation of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's book in hopes that our 
The relationship will increase in this blessed month with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's book. May Allah attach our hearts to the Qur'an. May we come to love the Qur'an. And may we dedicate ourselves to learning the Qur'an and have an increased understanding of the Qur'an. Ya Rahman Rahim. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala bless it to be you who recite it by day and by night and who put it into practice, into practice in a way that is pleasing to him subhanahu wa ta'ala. Wa sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Wa alayhi wa sallam. Wa alhamdulillahi wa barakatuh.